live from the ESPN 690 and Jaron Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. Tim Duncan. I mean, if we're just going to go there, Duncan. we're talking about the Spurs. Yeah, like what he meant to that team. You can't let Russell Wilson and say, oh, he's the Tony Parker of the team. Russell Wilson was the quarterback of that team that helped lead them to a Super Bowl. Yes, the defense was dominant. I get that. But in his first three years, went to two Super Bowls. And so for me, I'm saying, okay, Russell Wilson is expected to come in and win. He's not a role player. He's not a wide receiver. He's not a tight end or an outside linebacker. He is the quarterback of the team. Everything goes through Russell Wilson. They brought him in there to add to all their other pieces a solid defense and extreme weapons on the offensive side of the ball. Is that your guy? Yeah. Sam? Yes. So uh, a lot more with him, huh? That, that's what I would guess, Sam? Yeah. Yeah. Outro Brothers killing it. It's weird how one's on, like, the competition. Yeah, you know, well, does one do Fox and one do ESPN? Yeah, because one's with the... Uh, is it Marcellus Wiley? Casey, you know you know this stuff. What was the question? On Fox, um, Emmanuel Acho. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is he with Marcellus is he with Wiley? Wiley? Or is, yeah. it, is it Marcellus Wiley? Yes. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, he wrote a whole book and stuff coming up, right? Plural. Oh, books? Yeah. He's got, got a little Both of them? Or just... He's got another one coming out. Well, I think Emmanuel it's, does. I, I think it might already be out. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, interesting. I think... I forgot what it's called. The Drew... I don't know. When you want to write a book... I'm... Um, I, j- <laughs> I jotted down some notes. I have notes and stuff. Really? Um, back when I played that I was going to write a book. Yeah. But it wasn't like a, a like tell-all tell book. No, yeah. no, no. It was just weird. It was just my random thoughts that I had. It was going to be compiled into a book. So it's amazing how many people do write books. Oh, yeah. Can't be easy. But uh, I think it's, it's really therapeutic. I, I did just because it was therapeutic. Really? You know, like, I mean, w- w- with the stress and stuff of the NFL, I just did to get away from stuff. Yeah. I mean... I would think, well, some books probably take a lot of time. Yeah. Then there are a lot of books that, like, people have a championship season, and boom, they write a book with somebody else. Of course. Like, Doug like, Peterson. It's like, yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. like, I don't know how much time that took out of Doug's life to write that. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm sure he had help. Oh, I did, yeah. Yeah, yeah, And, yeah. and so that's, I don't, I don't even know that process. It, yeah, I'll ask him. But, yeah, I mean, man. I would think maybe it's over a month. Yeah. Like, you really sit down for, like, a whole day or two, and you go through it if you're helping him write oh, a book. I, uh, yeah, it's got to be. And then you go back and check stuff and check yeah. the facts and all that stuff. Yep. But, like, I just have a hard time believing, like, when Urban Meyer wrote a couple books, like, he spent a lot of time on his own doing the books. No, I mean, I'm, I'm sure he had help. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure he, had he help. was deep diving. Dude, I, I don't want <laughs> to stuff trying to figure yeah. out who Aaron Donald was. I mean, I have a movie script that's ready to go back from college that I had to write, and I have a book treatment. I don't I wouldn't call it a treatment, but I have, like, notes compiled that could be a book as well. I, and a lot of stuff just on the docket just waiting one day for a rainy day. Yeah, I hear you, man. Yeah. Too many ideas. Sooner or later, you just say, hey, let's do something. Yeah. It's kind of how the Dream 18 show happened. It's this weekend. There or this week, Tuesday, uh, Wednesday. I keep saying Tuesday because yeah. I mean 2 o'clock, yep. but it's really on Wednesdays. Yeah. <laughs> the podcast dropped this week, thanks to Casey, there it is. with our Jim Furyk uh, interview. Yeah. And Paul Tesori. we got Paul Tesori, caddy for Web Simpson, like coming it. up on Wednesday, uh, 2 o'clock from Davoli's House of Well, Cork. it's kind of like how my collaboration is going to happen, too, with the Tony Awards on uh, Action News. <laughs> yes. Jack will be doing, breaking that down what with would somebody. You want, what do you feel better about, writing a book or the script? And is it a movie script or is it a documentary? Because no, documentaries are movie, uh, 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 No, it was a movie script. It was a script that could be turned into... I mean, it's like the first, like, three... It's like five acts. I wrote the first three acts because I had to do it for class. It was a script writing class. Okay. 
Yeah. But you were like happy we'll be, enough with it where you wouldn't go back and like, or I got an A on like it. dissect it. I got like an A on you it. You spent a lot of time on it? Yeah. 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 I mean, I spent like a semester. It was like our, our final project. Wow. Yeah. All right. Yep. Can't wait to see the movie. Yeah, we'll see. Might be a movie, might be an anime. Who knows yet? Or it could be an HBO like TV series. Could be a lot of things. You got a lot of options. Yeah, it's a, I mean, it's it's open to a lot of people. I'm not gonna say the idea because then obviously, yeah, yeah, someone's gonna steal it. You know, yeah, you, yeah, don't yeah, want, yeah. you don't want you want that. Uh, nobody's stolen Shock Your Mock yet. That we know of. Well, true. Yeah. Hashtag Shock Your Mock. M- might be some haters out there, but nevertheless, Casey. About that time, four o'clock think? hour. Four o'clock hour. Shall Action we, gentlemen? On ESPN Shall we, gentlemen? Who's getting crazy. Hit the button, Casey, if you don't mind. It can't be bargained with. It can't be reasoned with. It doesn't feel pity or remorse or fear, and it absolutely will not stop ever. I am shocked and appalled. I am shocked and chagrined, mortified and stupefied. So you tried to play GM and you started a mod. So I go to my boy Money Martin, I'll be popping the truck. We sell the mud. Gonna suck your mop. 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 All right. If Shakira Mock was a, uh, an ep- a series on HBO, this would be episode, uh, like, 17. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And you better believe... <laughs> season three. Season three. And you better believe when it ends, it ain't going to be like season eight of Game of Thrones where it just completely jumped the shark and just went downhill. This is going <laughs> to end higher than it even started, right? And when I say end higher than it even started, I mean, we got so many mock drafts to get to, Brent. We might have to start doing two a day or... Well, two a day. We, we may just have a shock your mock spectacular on would it be Wednesday or Thursday? When's the when? draft start? Thursday's draft. So okay, so Wednesday, Wednesday could, could be a, a sit-down interview with Trevor Lawrence to play on Thursday. Nice. Okay, uh, it could be a shock your mock spectacular though on Wednesday where I break down like three, four, five, six, seven. How many ever we have left? Like the leftovers? Just rapid fire. Kind of, kind of like the bottom of the barrel. Kind of like it's Keystone Light. Mm-hmm. You know, like we have a Coors Light on top, and then the bottom of the barrel, like Price they just right. scrape it. Then it's the Keystone Light. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I hear you. You big Keystone Light guy? That's yeah, okay. Hold, hold my stones, Casey. You ever had uh, Keystone Light? Nope. Cut the check, Keystone. All right, so let's get into it. And this is a different drip my mock draft, everybody. By the way, coming to you live from Sugar <laughs> Sugar Tank. XX Sugar Tank XX. Now. Wow. Phrasing. I mean, pause, are we going to be playing? As Tyson Alawala would say. Seinfeld music. A-O. A-O. And uh, his, uh, his Twitter handle is at, can I say this? I can't. He don't says pause. Don't. don't pause if you do. Okay. Say it fast. It's at Dickard Green. Very good. How was that? That was good. Good. Emphasis emphasis on the the green. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say something else, but I'm like, oh, that didn't sound good either. <laughs> so what about this guy? This guy, uh, checking out his bio, Brent, because, you know, sometimes we got to do our research a little bit. We got to see yeah, who, we're, we don't. who we're shocking. No, it's all good, man. Let's do some research, right? Check we got time. Well, we started shocking mock earlier today. Yeah, so the picture I'm all for. You got the Grim Reaper. Uh, or a skeleton dude watching the TV with a, a baby just chilling. I'm not sure what's going on there. Uh, and also, he's a sports fanatic, a zombie enthusiast, a horror buff, wrestling aficionado, bot gamer, fatherhood. Oh, I mean, guys, dude, got a lot going on. Is this me? Is this, is this my burner? <laughs> is this me from the future? 
Talking about sports fanatic, zombie enthusiast, horror buff. Bro. I mean, come on, man. He said, hey, checking a lot of the right boxes right now. So immediately, he's off to a fantastic start. But it's all about the shock. Uh, he's, just, he's just messing with you on this but, mock. But, but it's all about the, the mock, right? You know what I'm saying? Now, keep in mind, this one came out like two weeks ago, right? So this was before we got into all oh. the stuff. I mean, this one's been in the archives for this a while. This is before the new buttons and music. This is before the new buttons and music, right? This guy just happened to pop up. So let's get into it. This is Shashika Tank. <laughs> Pause. Uh, it's mock draft. So pick number one. Oh, wow. Look at this. He's appeasing you. A whole new world. We got Caleb on <laughs> Thibodeau, right? Um, listen, I'm, I might black out here for a second because this is a first. Thibodeau going number one overall. Now, I get it. Um, is it a reach? Yeah, you know how I feel about Thibodeau, though, right? I think he's going to be the most successful edge rusher out of this class. And you know what? If you got to risk it for the biscuit, if you got to think outside the box, if you got to go against the mock draft experts, the, the Mel Kuyper hair specialists, and you got to take your guy, the, go ahead and take your guy. And Thibodeau, well, that is sugar takes, phrasing, uh, guy. So I can't be mad at this pick. I like this pick. This yeah. is an A+. Plus, and whatever PFF's trying to say with the A, give it an A+. Plus, yeah, right? A-plus PFF. Think it outside the box. I'm blacking out. A I don't know what's going on right now. point no, of view. I like that. No, no outside. I mean, I'm just, listen. This is a great pick. I don't know where I am anymore. Didn't trade back for it. Just took him. I can't be mad at that. I'm not mad whatsoever. Pick number 33, right? We go to the second round now. Okay, well, we kind of fall off the wagon a little bit. Thing, singing the Aladdin song? Oof. You're asking a lot of me, Brett. Yeah. <laughs> so we got Kenyon Green, guard, Texas A&M, 6'4", 325 pounds, 34 and one-eighths arms. Like Ken Bulky listening. People like this guy a little bit. Um... So when we talk about Kenyon Green, this guy is a road-grading, leg-driving beast. Now, that's not the the scout saying that. That's me saying it. Uh, pass protection is a little lacking, but he, he makes up for it with elite run blocking. Don't get it twisted. He played out of position a little bit at the tackle spot. He's not a tackle. He's a guard. Not sure what Jimbo Fisher was thinking moving to tackle, but he's a, a straight-up guard. Can come in right away and probably be a starter. Um, this guy is thick, Brent. He's got... Scouts say he's thick from the waist down to his ankles, right? Casey, go ahead and hit that, that button, please, because you, you can't talk How about a guy like that. How many times do we have to teach you this lesson, old man? I love the young people. And uh, I've seen the pictures. I've watched the film. This guy is thicker than a snicker. Now, I'm going to go ahead and, and just buzz myself for saying that because I shouldn't be saying that about another grown man, but it is what it is. But, hey, thicker than a snicker. We're talking about Kenyon Green. He's a big dude, all right? And, by, by the way, this is the guy, too, that feasts on slab of ribs when he's helping in protection, all right? He feasts on slab of ribs when he's helping protection. Not my words, a scout's words, all right? good barbecue on there. So so there you go, man. This guy, eat, he, he eats, he feasts. He's a big dude, 6'4", 325, and, yeah, I... I don't like to pick at number 33. I'm not going to lie. Kind of boring. It's a guard. If it was pick number 65 or 70, well, then maybe you got my attention. Pick number 33, way too high for a guard, in my opinion, especially a guy like him. I think there's better guys out there, like our cat from Memphis. Uh, what's his name again, Casey? Parham. Parham. Thank you very much. No Parham fun facts today, everybody. Pick 65. Let's go and get Trevor Lawrence some help. Let's get this guy a weapon. And who do we go to? Man, this guy's popping up a lot. Talk about six foot three, 205 pounds, 464, and a 468 at his pro day, Justin Ross. You know Justin Ross's story, right? Spinal surgery, Trent Bulky, blue light special. Before the spinal surgery, fantastic player. Right? Had all the success. After spinal surgery, took a step back. 
which anybody has a spinal surgery would probably take a step back. So the question is, do you risk it? This is like the, the all risk it for the biscuit draft right now. Do you risk it for the biscuit at pick number 65 with maybe an unknown commodity in Justin Ross and say, hey, let's get the best ball out of him after that spinal surgery. Trevor Lawrence's good friend. It's risky. All right, it's risky, and I don't like this much risk right now. I search at pick number 65 where you need a receiver to come in and contribute right away, and I'm not sure if Justin Ross is going to be that guy. I'm not the biggest fan of this one either. Russ, Justin Ross was so good for a while, right? Yeah. Uh, that I understand the intrigue in him, but this, the injuries, I almost wonder, do you think people are hooked on what they saw out of him early in his career or the fact that so many of these guys, quarterbacks, are now getting their college guy? And well, the yeah. latest, of course, being Burrow and Chase. See, I think it's a combination of both, but I think it's you're you're infatuated with what he was. Yeah. Um, and just right because let's be honest, if he didn't have spinal surgery, assuming the season went better for Clemson, he'd be a first round pick. So what people are seeing is okay, we're, we're going to get a first round caliber talent if he's back to his old ways in the third round. The question is though, is can he get back to his old ways after that spinal surgery? Maybe he can. Maybe he can. I don't have the answer. I don't think anybody has the answer. So it's kind of wait and see mode. I think at pick 65, you know, it is a little risky. If you're in the fourth round, he's there, which is probably not going to be there. But if he's in the fourth round, then absolutely. But here you, you got a guy, have a guy that comes in and plays right away. And I'm not sure if he's going to do that. Pick number 70. Now we're going off the rails. Now, now we've we officially lost control. Make sure your seatbelts are in the upright and locked positions because we got Damon Pierce. Now, I love Damon Pierce, right? I, I talk about him all the time. Had a, a super strong senior bowl. And, like, Pierce, to me, he's 5'10", 215, ran a 4'5", 9, and he's got a lot of tread left on those tires, right? This guy was like a Ferrari um, at Florida, and, like, Dan Mullen was like the old 85-year-old grandma that moved down to South Beach or Coral Gables <laughs> that didn't drive the Ferrari, right? Or, like, or, or, like, or, like, or like when she did. It was like she's going 20 miles per hour to 50 mile per hour. Yeah. Hey, ma'am, you got a Ferrari. She's Take it out a little bit. Had the Ferrari for seven years, yeah. and it's got like 142 miles on it. Exactly. <laughs> hey, hey, Dan Mullen. Take it out for a spin. <laughs> Open it up a little bit. Get on I-95 and let's go cruising. Get on A1A Beachfront <laughs> Avenue and let's go for a drive. Just don't let but, Anthony Richardson borrow it. No, for sure. But <laughs> but you want to act like you're in a school zone the entire time going 20 miles per hour and it makes zero sense because how can an 85-year-old grandma drive a stick? I don't know, but who knows, man, okay? That's who Damian Pierce is. Plenty of tread left on the tires, a super intriguing prospect. I think one of the best running backs of this draft class. But it begs the question, at pick number 70, when interior defensive line, possibly safety, possibly secondary, maybe wide receiver even, there's a lot more spots open than the running back right now when you have at least, you know, what we think is Travis Etienne and James Robinson coming back. Did you just draft a, a third-string running back at pick number 70? I think you did, and I don't like that whatsoever. And need is PFF because PFF gave this one Ooh. a D plus. Yeah, and you know, listen, I think the Damian Pierce hype train is alive and well, mm -hmm. and that scares me a little bit. Is he going to be as good as everybody thinks? I understand the narrative coming out of college. They mm -hmm. didn't use him right. He was very good when they did use him. I get it. Mm -hmm. uh, but I, I don't think he should be shoved into the – Third oh, round no, and no, pick no. 70. No, there, there's no way. All right, so let's go to the fourth round there. Right? This is a new guy. I like the name Jojo Domin. Shout out to Jojo's Bizarre Adventures, one of my favorite animes. But that's, that's going to give you another shock mock later down the line when we do our anime special. It's tradition. But Jojo Domin? Domin? Ramen? <laughs> Jojo Dom Domen. How about Jojo Domen? Jojo Domen. Check this guy out. 6'1, 230. Like yeah, Jojo Domen. 6'1, 230, 4'6'2. Now, 
this was 10 years ago, and you're getting a guy out of Nebraska playing defense, you'd be pretty impressed with yourself right now. But this isn't the 10 years ago in Nebraska with Ndamukong Sue and company. This is the modern-day Nebraska. And pfft, not a really good team, right? If you watch Nebraska football, eh, nothing really I had to write home about. But we're talking about JoJo Doman. Uh, this is an undersized 4-3 linebacker who plays, and this is not me, this is the scout talking, a vengeful field demeanor and outstanding play strength. He won't back down from a fight, but he's often the one who started it. Okay. <laughs> it sounds like you. Headcase. Hey, by yeah, the way. Cool. Headcase. <laughs> Easy now. Headcase. Like, if you had had that description headcase. coming out of Murray State, you would have yes. been like proud, man. Oh, you no. going back to no. the 40 being no, like, look for what sure. they said about no, me. Th- this is me, but also headcase. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a headcase as well, so let's not get it twisted. So a little bit of a headcase, uh, undersized as well. He played a lot. So he was All-American third team as like a cornerback slash safety. So he didn't really even play linebacker. He didn't get, like, all the accolades playing linebacker in Nebraska. So he's kind of a tweener. I think you would bring him in here as a linebacker, and he'd be a special teams guy for sure. But once again, at round four, pick 106, you know, this could be a starting caliber guy we're talking about here, and I'm not sure if he's going to be taking the starting spot away from a guy like Shaq Quarterman yeah. or somebody. So, and you don't know where he fits, and this yeah. organization's not very good at that. And then him and Walker Little go back and forth fighting each other every yeah. single day. We, we don't need another Austin Evan Britton thing, especially with <laughs> Doug Peterson trying to establish culture. Could be a mess, but I do like the guy, uh, how he plays the game. It was really fun reading about him. That's Jojo Doman. Doman. Jojo Doman. Jojo Doman. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Pick 157. Hit the music. So apparently Yusef Corker is a guy that's getting some more love here. Um, once again, sounds like a creation adult film star, and this music is very fitting for him. Sarah Steelers, right? Six feet, yep. Safety six feet, 197. Uh, he has the IQ, but he lacks overall size. His tackling was okay, but he, he needs to embrace contact better. Ran a 4-4-5 at his pro day. And I can't stress this enough, the name just drives me up a wall. Mm-mm. And that's all I got to say about Yusuf Corker, right? You yeah. know how I feel yeah, about him. Yeah, a long conversation if with you, him last week if, if you want more. If you if you followed the show at all, you know how I feel about the name. And it is what like, it is. Uh, Seinfeld. Too much of a distraction. Uh, it's time to move on. Pick 180. Let's go to North Dakota State, home of the Bison. It's not Bison. It's Bison. Uh, Cordell, Vols- Cordell Volson? Volson? Cool name. Uh, six foot seven, three fifteen. ran a... Five two seven, like it matters when you're offensive tackle. Um, Scouts say he's got broad shoulders with a nice thick frame. Uh, pass pro needs work, um, and he had a lot of penalties because he had the bad use of his hands. It's definitely a project at pick 180. I'm not upset about it, but once again, I'll ask this question: Where's the interior defensive line at? Right, because you got Thibodeau, and then we just said, oh, I guess we're all fine at interior defensive line. Um, this guy's a, a project, like I said. He's got the size. He's got some athleticism. He's just got to refine everything. He could be a swing tackle in the future. Not a bad value pick up pick 180. You know, it's more of a developmental one. I'm not mad at this. Uh, pick 188. We've had this cap before. Yeah, now, yeah. now you've addressed interior defensive line, but did you do it the right way with my dude, Noah Ellis, 6'4", 346 pounds, ran a 5'8", 
566. A 566. Not going to blow your doors off in terms of the pass rushing department, obviously, but in terms of stopping the run, this guy is a space eater. Right now, sometimes the term space eater can be super disrespectful when talking about defensive linemen, but he, he, he knows what he is. He's a space eater, right? You take up space, you take on double teams, you stop the run, you do your job, you get off the field, you, co- you, got, you got guys like Dwayne Smoot come in on third down and rush the, the quarterback. Sure, at this pick, I'm not mad at it, but have we really addressed the overall need for interior defensive linemen in terms of getting up to the quarterback? I don't think so. Yeah. So, I mean, there's still a hole that's left over. You, you've addressed the base part of the defense, but not the nickel part of the defense. The good news is if there's one uncrustable left in the freezer, then there's a good chance you can beat him to it at exactly. five, six, six. Well, unless he's really hungry, then who knows, Brent? Maybe he'll, <laughs> maybe he'll fight you for it. Maybe he'll get there quickly. We don't know. I don't know this guy personally, but I'm saying a guy that big that ran a five, six, six, yeah. Probably not going to get to the quarterback anytime soon. Uh-oh! Once again, it's another familiar name. I pick 197. <laughs> Casey, you know what? Hit the music again, please. It's good music. Good movie. I've seen Ferris Bueller's Day off in a while. Mm. Derek Deese. So, so we got Yusuf Corker and Derek Deese on the same team. Not in your wildest dreams, Sugar Tank. So Derek Deese Jr., you know the deal. Crazy name. A lot of jokes can be made. I'm going to remain respectful for the most part. When people ask you CD or cassette, you're going to say what? CD and then finish it there. I'm not going to say the rest, Brent. It's an inside joke. If you know it, you know it. If you don't, it is what it is. This guy is a straight up. He's a beast in the running game. Lacks a little athleticism in terms of catching the ball. Doesn't really matter, though. Pick 197, fighting for a roster spot. Cool name is what it is. Him and Yusuf Corker, OnlyFans coming to a website near you. All right, we're done. Um, Pick 196, I'm sorry, pick 198, Jeremiah Moon, uh, linebacker, Florida, special teams get. Pick 222, Luke Wattenberger should be working at Whataburger, obviously, in terms of the endorsement deal. Uh, A lot of starting experience in terms of Washington. Undersized, though, can maybe work his way up to try to make the team and eventually be a a depth player at the center position. Can't really swing him to guard, though. He's kind of tied down to center. And then last but not least, pick 235, Isaac Taylor Stewart cornerback out of USC. What do you think? I was just thinking of this. What do you think is the most picked position in the seventh round? Mm. It always feels like corners go in like the seventh round to me. And I wonder if that's not true and it's just a feeling I have. I mean, it could be a variety of positions, right? Wide receivers are good ones. Take a flyer on at that spot. Uh, You can get linebackers because of special teams play. That's true. Running backs, certainly, because you can find a diamond in the rough. It's true. Um, And I I don't think there's probably a lot of the big fellas in in that spot, but maybe. Maybe, Mm because you can find, again, you you never know. Um, I don't know. I wonder. I wonder if someone, uh, maybe I want to go look that up now, especially, like, toward the back end, Mm -hmm. like the last 10, 15 picks. I just feel like a lot of corners go. Yeah, I'm not mad at that. And, yeah. and I think receivers, too, because, again, you can find those guys that can contribute. And they're also special teams performing Correct. players, too, right? Correct. So. All right, Sugar Tank. So that was uh, that was your mock getting shocked. Sugar Tank all filled up. Sugar Tank. Easy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. Sugar Tank, I man. Appreciate you. Uh, we'll be back. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. I did wonder if Casey was in a bad mood today Uh-oh. for a specific reason. Oh, let's call him out on live radio. That's going to be a great idea. I don't know if he is. Okay. Uh, but I was just curious. We talk about that next? Maybe. Okay. We'll be back. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690.
crazy is that how much now I'm starting to actually love Kyrie Irving and the person that he is. I mean, from what we were two years ago, I thought he was weird. I thought he was different. And then all of a sudden, I took a step back, and now all of a sudden, this guy has really grown on me over the last year and a half for us, how he approaches things and his mindset. See, that mindset I love, I love that he don't mind being alone and standing alone or being and being in the atmosphere and embracing it and fighting back. Kendrick Perkins? That's what yep. sounds like to me. Hey, I want to welcome aboard iCryo in St. John's County at the pavilion at uh, Durban that is opening on Saturday. Grand opening. Uh, if you've never checked it out, uh, cryotherapy, compression therapy, uh, IV therapy. Uh, they have a bunch of lifestyle services for you. In fact, how about this on Saturday? Uh, for their grand opening this weekend down St. John's County, you can get a free whole body cryotherapy and compression therapy. So just go try it out for free. If you go on by, have a DJ playing from 1 p.m. until 5 p.m., uh, having a lot of fun with the grand opening down there. Uh, also, a $9.99 for a cryofacial. Uh, and they have some specific specials that they are doing uh, for the grand opening, uh, like six services for $99. Uh, and others. So check it out and uh, look it up. You can download the iCryo app for more information, but it's a grand opening on Saturday in St. John's County at the uh, Pavilion at Durban, uh, which is uh, right down there in that new town center-ish area uh, down there in St. John's County, northern St. John's County, uh, near the Home Depot and others. And iCryo opening up on Saturday, grand opening. Go check it out. Uh, we've actually been using it. The, I tell you, a lot of the kids like it in the area from a recovery standpoint. We talk about it all the time on this show. Like the Jaguars have a lot of that kind of stuff, like that they go use or have used, or now internally they have it. That performance center that they're going to have. Well, you can use that kind of stuff as well. Recover from the day at work. Recover from training. Uh, recover from anything that you're doing. Um, if you're a kid, adult. Uh, check it out, iCryo, down there in St. John's County. Grand opening this coming weekend on Saturday. Brent Martineau, Austin Lane, Casey Kurtz. Speaking of training, Boston Marathon today. Oh, is it? Ever, any uh, any plans to ever run a marathon? Um, I mean, um, I'm always down to, like, push what I can do and, like, the, the, the physical and mental limits, but, like, not anytime soon. I mean, if I was going to run a marathon, I'd, I'd cut, like, 40 pounds. You would? Yeah, absolutely. I could run with when I weigh 240, but there's no way. I know. Like you, but you have a good 245 on you. No, for sure. I mean, if you get I down definitely to, like, drop. where would you lose? You don't even look like you'd have a lot to lose. Where would you lose 6'6", 205? I would just, I'd get some abs is what I would Can you get. be 6'6", 205? You could be that? I bet I could be that. Really? Yeah. I mean, like, I like if I... be, like, skinny. No, I, I mean, I would definitely be skinny, for sure. But like, if I'm going to run a marathon, I'm, I'm going to cut all the excess weight that I need. You know I mean? It's just, it's not conducive to running a marathon. Can't wait to hear this answer. Casey? Ever no. uh, personal accomplishment running a marathon? No. Would you, would you love what to What if it was try? by yourself no. and not people, no. Casey? No. <laughs> yes, not that many people. What if it was just you getting on a treadmill in a gym with no people, and we set it for, you know, 25, what, a 27? I don't know how 26.2. There it is. So that's like, how many hours? Like, what is that? A long Four time. Hours, five we hours. can just save the time. No. No, he's not doing it. How about like the Gate River run? It's like nine miles. Mm. No. 
Like, I'm not running anywhere. Wants to run, dude, that's the thing. I've never ran over three miles before, so. Is that the longest? Yeah. Well, well why they run any like farther? 5K, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, I've ran over three miles. I mean, heck, baseball, I thought we were on the cross-country team, and high school, I was on the cross-country team. Nice. So probably more like a seven- to eight-mile run uh -huh. at one time is probably what I've done. Okay. I've never run the river run, although okay. everybody says that if you're in Jacksonville, you have to run the river run. Yeah. I don't believe it. No, I haven't. No, I mean, I love the – it's a great event. I'm happy for everybody that does yeah, it, but I like I don't feel like I haven't lived in Jacksonville if I don't run the river run. Like, mm -hmm. that's not a thing for me. Mm -hmm. Um I look at all these folks. That, there's a lot of people that I've known over the years that have really tried to get in that Boston Marathon. accomplishes a great feat, mm -hmm. by the way. It's an unbelievable feat to finish a marathon, too. I mean, 26.2. I think it's, it is an incredible feat. I just so have much to tell you, you that I put a sticker on the back of your car sometimes <laughs> to let them know that you finished it. Yes. <laughs> I'd probably have more than a sticker if I finished that. Yeah. But I just have, like, no desire. Every time that this comes about, like, the Boston Marathon, and I, it, it always sticks out to me because, like, the Red Sox play in the morning of. Yeah, yeah, you know, so They've yeah. had an 11 o'clock game this morning. They lost 8-3 to three to the Twins. But uh, mm. I just have, like, no earthly desire mm -hmm. to run a marathon. Yeah. Like, there's nothing in my soul, nothing sure. in my body that says I want to run a marathon. Now, there's probably things that I would like to do or whatever and that other people would say the same thing about. So I'm not disrespecting your desire no, to run sure. a marathon. I'm just telling you, like, I have zero interest in running a marathon. Like, yeah. I don't need that sense of accomplishment in my life. Yeah. I'd yeah. rather run to the refrigerator. I like that. No, I mean, like, like I said, if I had nothing else going on and I could train for it, I would definitely do it. Like, I hate running, but I always just love, like, you know, pushing myself, so. Yeah. Uh, and listen, that's, um, that's it. Mm -hmm. That's pushing yourself to like next well, level. I mean, there's a, there's the ultra marathon. Oh no no no! I'm not saying that's oh, like yeah. the ultimate. Yeah yeah. I'm yeah, just yeah. saying, but that's it's no, a, it's, a, it's a reasonable. It's a good litmus test. Like to you see can how do it, far right? you can push yourself. Because yeah. other people, I've I've covered stories and people have done the ultra marathons. Mm -hmm. That is nuts. Oh yeah, like nuts. Yep. Uh, I have to look it up. Psychos. <laughs> Psychopaths. <laughs> to, to run a uh, hundred miles a day. That's psychos. The, Seriously. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lose the – I did a story when I first came to Jacksonville on a gentleman, and um, I think his name's Chris Roman. Okay. And he had done a bunch of these, and he'd done really well. Mm -hmm. But I got – I want to get, like, the, the name of the one. It's out in California, and it's, like, the hardest one or yeah. one of the hardest ones. And we're talking, like, 120, 130-mile runs, like, in 125-degree heat, yeah, hills, all this See, stuff. Like I mean, it's crazy. I'm not necessarily worried about, like, the whole physical, because, I mean, obviously physical is going to be super tough. But, like, to me, it's more the mental of just, like, what are you going to do for that long? Like, even in a marathon. Like, okay, I'll listen to music, but then that gets bored. Like, I just, like, my, my mind is not suited for a marathon. Like, I, it just races too much. Well, how about this? Think about how much time you have in the day. And others, some people have more time than others. Yeah. But the amount of training that it goes in, one, to just run for the marathon. Mm -hmm. Because what do you have to get up to? If you run like 26.2, you probably got to eventually run like 15, 16, 17 miles. Of course. You know, in your training. Yeah. So that, does, that doesn't take like a half hour. Like I went for a run today and it took a half hour, okay. 45 minutes. Mm -hmm. That's partial walk too, by the way. Uh oh That's not a flex. Sonic. But I'm just That's telling you. That's the I'll probably have cramps coming. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, if you were to go train to the point where you're running 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17 miles every other day or whatever the training me mechanism is, mm -hmm. I mean, you got to be able to build that time into your calendar. No, for sure. That's tough. I mean, what, a couple hours a day? Man, that's a lot. How, how, many, how many hours a day are you like, in uh, your cell phone? <laughs> 
That's fair. For real. <laughs> Like, just just don't go Can on your I cell phone. Then. Cell phone while no, I run? Just just don't go on your cell phone and then go run. And then you, you say it should balance out. Is it now you're an interesting guy here because you fight and the MMA is kind of like it could be viewed as this. Mm, yeah, kinda. Well, I, I think the training for it is. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You're doing something that but, you no. have to have a certain kind of desire, willpower, uh regimen. Mm-hmm. Uh, toughness, whatever it is, to to do that and really train for it just as much as fight, like yeah. in an actual fight, I would think. Yeah. I mean, even just your shin conditioning alone. Sure. Where you basically kill all the nerves of your shin. Oh, yeah. That's fun. Nice and dead. That's nice about and, as fun as running a nice marathon. And deceased. Go get hit in the shin once nice on deceased. the coffee table and oh, tell me how fun some, that is. I dare someone kick me in the shin and see what happens. I ain't going to feel a thing. Which is crazy in itself. But see, so, not, yeah. What? That's not you. So I think so it is a lot. I think it is. Do you, do you know what's? See, okay. So like a marathon. If I had the time and resources, I wasn't fighting. I could. I would try it just to push myself. But you want to know something? Like I would never do in my wildest dreams in terms of like trying to like push myself to the limit and like you know shit mentally and physically. I could never be a competitive bodybuilder. Not to say like I'm not built because I'm too tall and I get all that. Like the, the the physiology wouldn't work. But I'm saying like the time effort. That it would take in the gym number one, but then the diet number two of like strict eating. There's no way. There is no way. Like to, to be you already do strict to, eating. Yeah, but not like they do. Like to be the best of the best. There's no way. Like that's that's always a sport that I've. I mean, and I get it. Sometimes steroids are a thing as well. Whatever. But like I've always had respect for those guys because it's a, it's a thankless job. And think about it. You're going to compete, and it's not necessarily like a competition where you know you won. It's literally in the eye of the beholder. Like. The judge can be like, oh, this guy looks good, and this guy, you know, yeah, like, it, it's point. literally, it's it's all like, you know, it's interpretive, which would drive me absolutely up a wall for as much as I worked to be, okay, well, one judge liked me, one judge didn't like me. Like, that, that's crazy to me. So, yeah, competitive bodybuilding, there's no way. What, what else is in that kind of vein? I mean, obviously, like a triathlon would be considered. And marathon? Some, or Yeah, or, like, just like stuff that's like, why would you do that? Like that. Some people have an extreme desire to do it. They train. Yeah. They, they get this extreme satisfaction. Mm-hmm. And again, I think it, it's, it's... Oh, no. You just I mean, said a great I'll thing. Never... You said beauty of the bi- eye of the beholder, right? Yeah, yeah. But like, that's the thing with like a triathlon. Like There is no beauty in the eye of the beholder. Like, what your time is is what your time is. Where you finish is where you finish. Like bodybuilders, it's like, oh, this judge didn't like me. This judge loved me. You know, like it's, it's, it, it's too flawed, I think, to, to ever like get what you want out of it. But like, I don't think anything's crazy. Like, I mean, I, I get why bodybuilders do what they do because it, lifting weights makes you feel good. I mean, I think anybody would attribute to that when you work out. Yeah, I, I, I think running makes you feel good. It's just goals, man. Yeah, you know, there's some things like people get the lifting weights thing that always interests me. Is like I don't even really think they look good when the bodybuilders like ripped to the point they're ripped. Oh no, you, you look. I mean, yeah. you look like abnormal. Of course. Yeah. But like that, they don't see it like that. Obviously. Yeah, they don't. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, by the way, the, the one that I was talking about is in Death Valley, California. It's Badwater 135. So it's a 135-mile run. Come on. Here's what it says when it says what makes it tough. Uh, this person it's says... It's 135 miles, the end. <laughs> the end. Spoiler. So, no, seriously, listen to this. It says, I heard about this race a long time ago. I remember specifically hearing that if you don't run along the white lines on the roads during the heat of the day, you run the risk of the soles of your shoes melting. Wow. With the gun going off in early July at the lowest elevation point in the United States, this race is known for the brutal heat, extreme elevation change, starting at minus 280 feet and ending at 8,300 feet. 
Overall, runners will experience over 14,000 feet of total ascent during a 135-mile run. Oof. I'll, tell, I'll give you this a good one. I was just looking up, like, the, the most difficult ultra marathons. Yeah, yeah. And they actually include the Iditarod in this. And that would, like, that's kind of a crazy thing yeah. people do. But it's fascinating to me. I actually love watching that. Like, love watching clips from that. When I, uh, when I played, um, there was always a part of me that wanted to do the Pacific Crest Trail. You know, from Canada to Mexico. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like, you know, like if you were like in the end of the wild with uh, Chris McCandless. Like that, that always interested me. I love like making that journey. Well, would you do that? I mean, no. I mean, I'm not going to do it now because that's too much time. I was going to say. It's not so much like, time and, I mean, energy and effort. It's more of just time. I'm not sure I'm tough enough or smart enough for that. He's got to follow the signs. <laughs> It's well, you're with a group of people, too. Uh, that's true. So yeah. are, you going tough I mean, are, you going are you going south or north? Pretty simple. <laughs> Look out for bears. Uh, we'll be back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 6. And I love the comments on YouTube, by the way. We didn't sit up there and doubt the 76ers against Toronto. We said Harden has to show up. He, what's he going to show us? Because a lot is on the line for him, and as a result, Doc Rivers and Daryl Morey, because he was acquired. We're not looking at the Toronto Raptors. They better win this damn series. They better win this. Anunobi, Pascal Siakam. Oh, I mean, I respect oh, them. My. They can play. Van Vliet's a champion. Siakam's a champion. We get all that. But Embiid and Harden, you better not lose to them. You better not lose to them. So let's just pump the brakes a little bit. Stephen A. Smith losing his mind. NBA, huh? Can we say one thing about the NBA real quick? Sure. I don't know what is going on with the Minnesota Timberwolves, but can we stop having fans come on the court yeah. and do crazy things? But they, they have lo somebody locked themselves to the basket. Lady, lady took a chain. <laughs> And, like, change herself to, like, the, the pole of the basket. And then, oh, I don't know, in a span of five seconds, someone took a bolt cutter and said, no, you don't, and then they carried her off. What's happening? Yeah, what, why Minnesota? Why is, well, because I, I, I did related? some research. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, because she had the exact same shirt as the lady that oh, okay. El Elmer glued her, yeah, her yeah. hand to the court. Elmer's. Elmer's glued her hand to the court. Good decision. Well, I mean, they're both fantastic decisions. Mwah, good for you guys. But um, supposedly it comes down to this is like a PETA thing. And the owner of the Timberwolves owned like some chicken farms or something like that. And yeah. the chickens got bird flu. And like they all died. Yeah. And I guess like they weren't like treated properly. But wasn't it the previous so, owner of the Minnesota Timberwolves? Maybe. Like, sold them since? Maybe. I, I, maybe. I have no I idea. I saw that. But, um, yeah, so what, people are upset right now of, like, the, and I get it, the, the ethical treatment of chickens. That's cool. But, like, if you're going to protest, like, protest your butt off. Don't just take Elmer's glue and glue. Like, it ain't doing nothing. Don't take a chain that you got for 10 cents at a at a hardware Hank store and then go chain yourself to the basket. It ain't doing anything. Yeah. Like, I mean, seriously, I don't want to give Peter ideas. What you should do is take, like, a giant thing of red paint. Stand in the middle of the court and then take the red paint and pour it on yourself and then feathers on yourself. And now you have a cleanup problem. You know what I'm saying? I mean, seriously. Yeah. Is that not a good idea or not? I mean, I feel like it's out of a movie. Like, you could do something like that I'm better saying, than what you're doing. I'm saying, if I'm trying to make a problem, I'm not telling Peter to do this, 
But I'm saying if you're trying to protest, take a giant gallon thing of paint, sneak it in, and then pour it on yourself in the middle of the court. And then watch them try to clean it up. Because guess what? The paint ain't going to go anywhere. The paint's going to be there for the whole game. Now we're talking about the paint. I'm a good protester. <laughs> tell me I'm not top ten in protesting. <laughs> right now. Tell, tell, me, tell me the paint on the court wouldn't be the move. Yeah, you definitely beat out the two ladies in Minnesota. Yeah. Because well, what did that do? You just, you just got carried off like a fool. And yeah. guess what? If you're covered in paint, they're going to carry you off either. Oh, I'm, I'm a genius, man. I should. I wish I was hardcore to PETA. That might get tough to get the paint in the building. Ah, uh, there's ways. I mean, you got Elmer's glue. She got and, Elmer's glue and in the a building. Lock, uh, yeah, car. man, that, that's a good call. How do you get the paint in the building? PETA, hit me up. I'll help you out. <laughs> I mean, I don't care. Well, it, it's chaos. By the way, this after point. all your talk about like geese and cats, well, you need to get them on your side. Hey, I don't. I don't see PETA ever having the cats back. I, I've seen ducks, and I, I've chickens. seen ducks. I've seen chickens. I've never seen the cats. Hey, Casey, you doing all right today? I think so. Casey, um, if you're going to protest a Timberwolves upper management, how would you do it? I like your idea. You think, you think put, putting the pan in the court? Yeah, something that you have to have a hard time cleaning up. Brent, that, we went to get to somebody immediately. When, I, I don't think we should be the inspiration. What like, do you mean we should be the inspiration? No, I don't want to be the inspiration Dude, for a see, protest you, you, at Center Court you, you in Minnesota. You think so small. Brent, if a lady comes to Minnesota the next game and paints the court, we're, we're, we're going to replay my soundbite, and guess what? No, that's Clicks, true. views, that's true. endorsements. <laughs> Everyone's getting paid. Better be but, a but painting endorsement. I guess endorsement. you don't get paid. I guess you don't Better get paid. Better be a painting endorsement. I guess you don't get paid. <laughs> or good. a chicken place. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that probably wouldn't work. You know, <laughs> see, and even, even my mom's on board. She said it could be like the movie Carrie, where they, they dumped the pig blood on it. <laughs> No, that's, 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 that's like a little said, morbid. Hey, Mom, that's morbid. That's, yeah. that's extreme. That's a little morbid. It's just sick with the red paint. Casey, all I really want to do is ask you, how did you feel when Shane Lowry chipped into the water? Fine. <laughs> he was about to win. Oh, was he? He Sorry, chipped into the water. And then, uh, so what, what do you want to do? He uh-huh. probably picked up. We all had pretty decent weeks. Okay. You had a pretty good week. You were so 900 apart. Picked up two points. Oh, 900 apart where you got like two points? Cool. Casey probably got a, I don't know, how many points, Casey? Hundred and something. Yeah, there you go. It's a season high for you. We'll be back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 69. Football at five. More receivers want to get paid. Okay, no mind. How to protest paying receivers <laughs> when we come back.